Hello, this is Len Tengis welcoming you to the iPodcast AGCMO Weekly Podcast. In each episode, we'll feature information about a contractor, specialty contractor, supplier, contracting agency, owner, or legislative or regulatory issue pertinent to the construction industry in Missouri. We'll feature industry professionals and other construction industry representatives to help our listeners stay up to date with current and future trends in construction. So here we go. This episode of iPodcast AGC in Missouri features Denise Hasty, who is going to give us some updates on what we can look for in the Missouri State Legislature, both what we saw carryover from 2018 and what we see new coming into 2019. So, Denise, welcome. Thank you. Welcome. Well, let's start with uh, the hangover. Let's start with what sort of things that we anticipate are going to continue on from 2018 into 2019, things that we're going to have to continue to keep our eye on? Well, it isn't legislation per se, but we spent a lot of time last session finalizing language and passing a reform bill for prevailing wage. And it is not in a state now where we are working on any more legislation, but we are currently working underneath a set of emergency rules developed by the Department of Labor that would enact last year's reform language. However, last week they... published the final proposed rules, and we have 30 days in which to provide comments to the Department of Labor on our thoughts about those rules. So we are currently reviewing those and uh, spending a lot of time uh, preparing our response to that. And so that will that is legislative, although it is more in the regulatory realm. So is there sort of a timeline on when we need to have these replies back, or what sort of the process that we're looking at to move forward with that follow-up? When pre- when rules are proposed by any of the state agencies, they are published in the Missouri Register, and through our lobbying sources, we are given those copies. And uh, there's a 30-day window that is standard procedure for providing your written copies, the or your written comments. And the AGC of Missouri will be proposing our own comments to that as well as encouraging members to reply as well. As as a side note, um, as a result of the reform language from last year's legislation, all contractors are now required to uh, provide their own wage reports to the Department of Labor. In the past, third parties, such as labor unions, were able to submit those wage surveys, and that is no longer the case. So the wage surveys for 2018 must be submitted not later than January 31st. So we're urging all contractors to submit their new wage, their wages from 2018 through the Department of Labor on their website. It is all electronic now. And this will help us to ensure that the new wage rates posted later this year will reflect the real wages in each county. This is a fairly sweeping change for our contractors, so we are encouraging them to get a start on this as soon as possible. We have produced a tutorial video that you'll find on our website under the labor 
tab at the top. If you can't find it, certainly feel free to call the office and we can help you to navigate. Other associations have done some webinars or seminars, so there's plenty of information out there. We just encourage all contractors to submit their wages for 2018 by the deadline. So a big important part of this change in the legislation is this self-reporting of the hours that was not the case prior to January 1st. Correct. And and as a matter of fact, um, the, you know, the new law became law August 28th of last year, but the Department of Labor actually threw out the hours that had been submitted by third parties prior to that under the existing law. So in reality, while the law states that the contractor's responsibility began August 28th when the law took effect, they are now responsible for submitting hours for all of 2018. So we've got this window of time to respond to these rules. Now, of course, construction goes on. People are still building things. People are going to need this information. Sooner rather than later, I would anticipate that there's going to be some sort of reckoning here that's going to have to happen relatively quickly. You would presume uh, the response, the uh, Department of Labor will then review all responses that they have received, yay, nay, or indifferent, and they have a certain period of time with which to then publish their responses to each comment. So again, in the Missouri Register will come a, a response to each one, and if they've changed the rule, their original proposed rule, they will say so, and if not, they will give reason why. So there is a closure that comes about. Okay, so when could we expect to see the new wage order? That comes out, I think, I believe typically in March. Okay. That is, the the publication of the new wage order is not impacted by the rules whatsoever because they have the emergency rules put into place. Okay. Okay. So that's that's one issue that's going to continue to hold over from 2018 to 2019. Yes. Anything else? Sure. Um, the other one that we worked long and hard on last year was transportation funding, and of course that with Proposition D failing in November, that hasn't gone away. And as a matter of fact, um, with over 650 pieces of legislation already being filed uh, in the pre-filing season starting Janu- uh, December 1st, we already have four pieces of legislation filed that are an individual's separate idea of how to uh, address or begin to address our funding issues. For example, one of those is to allow municipalities to institute a $1 rental car fee that would be designated to go to the state road fund. I haven't seen any analysis as of yet as to what kind of revenue that would create, but it would be some. There's another proposal for sales tax reallocation. The Missouri sales tax is 4%. 1% is designated for education, and 3% goes to general revenue. There is a bill that's been filed that would reduce the general revenue portion from 3% to 2.5% with a half percent of the Missouri sales tax going to the state road fund. There's also, as you might guess, a toll, toll road bill. There's always a toll road bill, or there seems to be, um, and, and it has certain provisions within it. And any of us that have followed the toll road saga knows that this is like pushing water uphill. And then lastly, there is a, a House Joint Resolution, HJR number 16, has been filed that would make a dramatic change that I'm certain the agency is not going to be po- uh, feeling positive about 
the, currently the state road fund is appropriated without any legislative action, as you know, Lynn. But the HJR 16 would require that it would be those state road funds would be allocated up by the General Assembly, by action of the General Assembly. It's important to note that a, a joint resolution doesn't require the, the signature of the governor, therefore he can't veto it. And, and it also, though, requires it goes to a vote of the people. So, that, again, these are just filed. No hearings have been set. Nothing has happened to anything yet. And these are just individual legislators' ideas on ways we might begin to address the issue. So the two holdovers, prevailing wage, still the need to fund the roads and bridges. Mm-hmm. Those are yes. two things. Mm-hmm. Any any other sort of carryover issues? I don't think so. I guess one thing that I sort of see as a carryover is this uh, life cycle cost analysis. Certainly. It's it's on uh, my list of what's for 2019. An issue. Okay. Well, let's jump ahead to 20. You said there were over 600 bills filed, so (laughs) we've got plenty to take a look at here. Well, uh, I didn't have life cycle cost analysis on the hangover list from 2018 because it it died on the vine, and it was probably never going to take – any go anywhere in the legislative process. But there are now two bills filed, one in the House and one in the Senate, and this would cause uh, MoDOT to do a life cycle cost analysis on any projects that they do. And the two bills are slightly different. So the House version is on any surface project that they do, and that life cycle cost analysis would be b- between the cost of using concrete or asphalt. The Senate version of the bill that's been filed would be only in the case of where there was a million dollars worth of surface product used, and, and that would be uh, when a, a life cycle cost analysis would come into play. MoDOT is opposed to the mandate of life cycle cost analysis, and the AGC of Missouri opposed the bills last year. It is our belief that uh, MoDOT being its own distinct agency, full of its own engineers and experts in the field, doesn't need legislation to tell it how to run its business. And it, it may be comparing concrete and asphalt today, but it may be comparing seed versus sod tomorrow. So um, what else do we have? So that's a sort of an old new issue. What other sure. sort of things in your crystal ball do you see coming up? Well, Governor Mike Parson is still all about workforce and infrastructure, and I would expect that we will see some more bills to be filed on these two goals of his uh, that are more straight out of his office. I don't see any yet that I know that have had his hands on them, but um, I do believe that will be forthcoming. I think that we will see, and there's been some bills filed already, but there almost always are, some reform bills for tax increment financing and tax credits. MoDOT has some hands-free reform bills that would keep people from texting and driving uh, with stiffer penalties. And right now, anyone over 21 is allowed to text and drive by law. And uh, I think they're wanting to take that age restriction off. And then, uh, you know, there could be any number of unforeseen issues that come up that we'll always be keeping our eyes out for along the way. Seems like there's been a lot of conversation about this internet sales tax and how that's going to be used or not used or what's going to happen. Do you have any sense of what might be happening in that arena? I have not seen uh, much written on that as far as in our intel 
So at this point, no, I really don't. But it is so early. I mean, we're talking that swearing in is Wednesday and the ball is Wednesday night. Wednesday at noon, they convene, but it's a technicality. So um, no, no floor debates, no nothing official taking place. We don't have chairmen of committees yet. So uh, a lot of time for that to come. Uh, the AGC is already sitting down with legislators on Thursday, though, to discuss some uh, our position on the issue of the life cycle cost analysis. So we are hitting the ground running, and we'll be there every day the doors are open, and we'll be watching out for our members best we can. Uh, you talked about the swearing in. We've got a huge crop of new legislators this year, don't we? Yeah, we do. Thanks to term limits, uh, we sure do. And um, that what that essentially means is, you know, we don't we're losing part of the brain trust, and that means that those in my position have to get the new legislators up to speed on issues within the construction industry and the nuances of why they're important, or even trying to explain to somebody what prevailing wage is. If they've never been involved in construction, they don't have a clue. And 90, well over 90% of these contra- these uh, legislators have never been in construction. So there are a lot of, there's a lot of education. We, we ask our legislators to be jacks of all trades, basically. They get hit with every topic under the sun. And that is the main job of a lobbyist is to try to explain to them what the issue is, lay it out in terms that make sense in from the, their perspective, and to explain why it's important to us and why it's good for us or why it's bad for us. So to wrap up, what sort of message would you like to send to the folks who are listening to this podcast about what they could do as individuals, what they could do as contractors, what they could uh, do to try to be a part of this process? Well, um, I would encourage them to stay informed. Each week on Mondays at 3 p.m., we publish the Build Mo weekly newsletter. It comes in your inbox. And each week, I write an advocacy article, and that gives you the latest, greatest, up-to-date, and what's taking place in the advocacy realm that the AGC focuses on. If you're a principal or an officer of your firm, uh, you are invited to participate in our monthly advocacy update conference call. And those happen the second Monday of every month at 2 p.m. So if you are one of those and you get an Outlook invitation from me, that is why. And I would encourage you to participate. It doesn't require you to speak. It doesn't require you to do much but listen. And they last about 30 minutes. We give you an update that may be, a, may be different, may have some information in it that's not included in the weekly newsletter. And then, of course, once a month, you and I or you and someone else on our Governmental Affairs Committee will be sitting down and talking on these podcasts about what's happening uh, in the advocacy department at the AGC. There's a lot going on. We stay very busy. And if you ever have questions, certainly the phone is always there, the email, and I encourage anybody to contact us. Anything else you want to share before we wrap up? Well, the PAC was very successful last year. It was um, the election year we spent over $200,000 investing in issues and candidates to get them elected. And that did not completely deplete our PAC, but we are in a, in a mode of rebuilding at this point. So it's an important time to remember the PAC as you start out your 2019 year. 2019 club is open until January 31st, and our... Um, 
PAC receives the bulk of the funds out of that 2019 dollars that a 2019 club member pays. So I encourage people to consider that as an option and just remember that the, the strength of our entire advocacy program hinges upon the strength of our PAC. Thank you, Denise. I appreciate you uh, taking some time out of your day today and sharing your thoughts with us. And as you said, we'll be hearing from you later on in the year. And this is a real important element of what AGC of Missouri provides, not just to its members, but to the construction community, are these advocacy services. So with that, thank you very much. Thanks again for listening. It's easy to subscribe to iPodcast AGCMO in the iTunes Store or on Google Play. As always, you can visit us at agcmo.org for additional downloads and information. Thank you.